Ladies and gentlemen, it is my sincere, sincere pleasure to welcome, welcome, welcome you to this, the penultimate episode of the Chips and Bits podcast. episode yeah lovely yes uh i'm kenny myers and with me as always is my dear dear friend matthew anderson greetings and uh how you doing man i'm doing great yeah how about you i'm doing well how well we have this new fancy equipment how fancy we're trying to well i would say not not exactly super fancy but you know uh someone who invested a little bit of money a little bit yeah you're doing a good job trying to not look too excited. Well, I'm very excited mm-hmm. because <clears throat> these are toys for me. Uh, and today, the game that we're going to talk about is Bioshock Infinite. And this is the first game, I think, where we've actually held off on discussing it before the podcast. That's true. I don't think there's any other game that we've had this sort of... It's just... It's kind of like when... If people are playing that game, you don't want to spoil it for them. Yep. You, you, so I just kind of want to... Uh, uh, say something. I don't know. I don't know where my brain was going with that one. Well, <clears throat> there's been plenty of times before with other games where we try and say, oh, well, let's just talk about it in the podcast. Right. But then, you know, a couple of things slip out and you end up talking about it. And it's not really a big deal because it doesn't, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a game. Probably won't have too much of an effect. There's but... something holy about Bioshock. Something yep. sacred yep. about its storyline and everything that makes you just want to, like, respect everyone while they're playing it. I'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll talk about it when you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Bioshock series is one of my favorite series of all time. And Good this this has not stopped that belief. Great. Yeah. So, uh, we should start from the beginning, uh, which is, there's always a man and there's always a lighthouse. I think that's the end. Mm, is it? I'm not sure. And that's the problem with Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> Yes, it's infinite. So, I love this game. Um, it's everything I really like in a game. Uh, I thought that the characters, the writing, the details, and even the gameplay was actually really fun. But I understand I'm not in the majority with that opinion. Uh, there was only a few things you said that I would disagree with. I thought, I thought, uh, I thought the game was okay. That's Just okay? Just okay. But the game was okay. Sorry. Yes, I think the game was okay. Right. Yeah. But not the rest of the stuff around the game? Right. Okay. Yeah. We got to clarify because, I mean, there's both the game part of the game and the fact that the whole thing is itself a game. Yeah, well, <clears throat> for those of you that decide to uh, take Kenny's advice and, and, and buy the game and slog through it, uh, you'll see what, what I mean. I mean, it, there's this wonderful world... Uh, just like in the original Bioshock that's wrapped around the game mechanics and the story, um, which in and of itself is quite a feat. It's and an amazing world. It's it's quite wonderful the first time you experience it when you walk through some of the levels and you see 
the amount of effort and detail and I, I just I, at some points in time you, you're kind of staring around at things going wow how did they take this much time and effort to decide some of the things that they seem to have decided there is a serious problem though and that's just, if you've played bioshock before um one of the things that was really awesome about bioshock the first game was that it was just so original and just yep. about everything mm-hmm. um maybe not the fact that you shot a gun and it killed someone but right pretty much everything surrounding that was pretty awesome and then since this is a continuation of the series i mean it's not a direct sequel but it's definitely in that universe um it was really crazy to uh to get back into it because on one hand i'm like wow this is amazing and then i'm running into the sort of conventions you learned in bioshock which were amazing when they were in bioshock you're like this is really fun Mm -hmm. there's cute power videos and all this really like unique stuff to the world but when you ran into them in in infinite or when i did i was always like oh yeah this is just like bioshock in that regard yeah it's it's funny it almost has the feel at first of somebody else trying to make a game that's cloning bioshock right but doing an amazing job of right it. and then you and if if that was the case we'd be having a podcast where we're like wow these guys did a really good job uh making that game look like a bioshock game right um but since it's the bioshock guys it's a little bit weird yeah um so uh in this game you play as a as a the protagonist booker yeah booker dewitt booker dewitt uh who is excellently voiced by some dude who is excellent at voicing people. He is. And uh, uh, you start off kind of trying to find this girl because if you get the girl, you wipe away the debt. And the debt is because you were a gambler or... or, Maybe. uh, Who knows? Well, I mean, yeah, it was because you were gambling. Yeah. Well, initially. And then it kind of haunted you. Mm -hmm. But... uh, I guess we should kind of just dive into that because this, this game is really about quantum physics. Yeah, I mean, you get, I mean, there, if you're listening to the podcast, there's not really a way around, you know, there's not really a good way for us to truly review the game without giving a lot of this one. And more than usual, I would say, giving a lot of it away. Um, have you ever seen Adaptation? Yes. Do you know, do you remember uh, uh, Nicolas Cage's brother is working on this uh, script called The Three? And in The Three, there's a scene. Where one person's in a limousine, one person's in a motorcycle, but it turns out at the end that they're the same person. No, I don't recall that. Okay. I am always reminded of the three whenever I see this sort of split personality, like mm-hmm. the sort of fight club thing. Sure. Because it's kind of a joke. Like, he makes it so that they're all, like, on the freeway, like, battling, but, I mean, they're the same person, so it's nearly impossible. Interesting. So, Comstock and Booker are the same person. Yeah crazy right yeah uh that wasn't when i got to the point when they revealed it it was i think i figured out like five minutes before yeah it was right right at the point where um you were trying to stop him from taking the baby and going through the tear yeah i was like oh i see what they're doing here yeah uh yeah that's it yep that's it (laughs) (laughs) that was (laughs) it wasn't too much further yeah i just uh i just saw that um yeah so I kind of figured it out. The thing I didn't figure out was that the girl was your daughter, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we should. <sighs> the story was incredible. And the ending was, was unlike any other ending uh, I've ever seen, really. Well, the thing is that, like, without the ending, the story isn't really that great. I mean, Why? The, sorry. The story of the world of. What's the name of the fucking world again? 
Liber, Liberty. I don't know. Some, I, I Main don't know. Street, that's, USA. It's I don't Disneyland. know. What's, what's, it's yeah, Disneyland. it's fucking Disneyland. Americana Disneyland. Right. Um, the story of that world specifically and Comstock's interaction in there and then the whole people battling, you know, for the city, that story was completely uninteresting. There was nothing interesting about that story. The only interesting part of the story was how you were supposed to fit into it. Right. And that is very slowly dripped to you throughout the game. And then in like the last hour, all of it gets given to you in this little package, which is amazing. I mean, the ending is one of the greatest endings thematically. Of You didn't enjoy the battle? Which one? The one on the, uh, the airship. Ship, the, yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, with the bird that you're summoning? Yeah, I thought it was great. Right. Yeah, but again, it's the, like the very last battle. Yeah. So you have to keep in mind that the game was fairly long. Right. I mean, and up until the last battle. It wasn't that long, actually. It, it was, was like long hours. enough. No, it, it was wasn't. long It's not like XCOM. Enough. No, it was perfect. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a shooter. So I played through it twice. And it's bad. It's a bad shooter. I played through it twice. And I didn't think it was a bad shooter. It's so bad. There's I mean, nothing fun about it. Yeah, yeah, there's totally things fun about it. No. Have you? Did you send a fire... I did. I tried oh all your little God. combinations were of things. They so great. And you kind of like, oh, that's neat the first time you do it. And then it's like, well, here, what, here's what the, did you want? What here, did you want to happen? Here's, part of, here's one of the problems with okay. it. Okay. First of, of all, problems. like in most games that we've had issues with lately, the whole notion of the cover mechanic thing where you're going to like go behind things. There wasn't a cover mechanic. Right. I know. They it never was horrible. really had a cover mechanic. I know, but it was... They never advertised a cover mechanic. I'm not saying they did. I'm saying it's a shooter. So if you're going to bring up the problem of the cover days, mechanic, you have to realize that they never said anything about covers. These days, shooters have cover. No, that's you just can't how just it assume. Is. That's not true at all. So there's, there's one day, problem. These days, third-person shooters have cover. So the other problem is that in order to shoot, you need ammo. And in order to use your special vigor powers, you need salts. Right. Right? And you run out of them incredibly quickly. Well, I didn't have as much trouble running out of ammo as I did out of salt. I do think that they could have increased the amount of salt you get. Totally. I mean, it's just like, ridiculous. You just like you use your power twice, and then it's like you're done. Yeah. And then if you invest, I invested one round in getting like my salts all the mm -hmm. way super powered because there are some RPG elements, as there are in most games these days. And, but it's not a requirement, right? Yeah. Um, and it still was like now I get six right shots yeah so part of it was that it turned i mean i felt like the movement was a little weird the aiming was really difficult um most of the battles were a bunch of guys come at you and you shoot them yeah there wasn't a lot of you know even when you you, you met a new character a new bad guy you had literally a split second to determine what they were how big they were what their weak point what and then it's just like they're coming at you and there's no stopping and i thought the big the big guys were kind of cool they were fine. Like, anyways, so the, the, the main gripe that I had was that very quickly in the game, I stopped thinking about where I was at in the level, what the, how the story was progressing, who was coming at me, which gun I was using, which vigor I should choose, and all it turned into was a looting party where I was going from box to box trying to find ammo or vigors because I was always running out of them. Yeah, but you've always had that problem. Every game we play, you always run out of ammo faster than most everyone. And the other problem is that the Disney girl that's with you, Elizabeth, right. right? she's like, you get low on ammo, and she's like, hey, have some ammo. And she throws the ammo at you, and you're like, oh, that was really cool. That was clever. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know? 
And then she throws ammo at you every 30 seconds. Right. You never run out of ammo from that standpoint or from the... Like, she's always just tossing shit at you. Right. And it's right in the middle of a battle. And yeah. every time she throws it at you, you have to hit X. And then it stops what you're doing. You turn around and, like, grab the ammo from her. <laughs> it's just like... Well, they didn't solve Bioshock's biggest problem. Ugh. Bioshock's biggest problem was when you go around through the world, you pick up these little, like, tape recorders. You did it mm -hmm. in most of the Bioshock games, and they give you a broader version of the story of what's going on, and they're always fascinating. Yep. Uh, Batman did a really good job with that in the last game as well. Mm -hmm. Was it the last game? No, it was the game before. No, it was the last one, when you had to go around and pick up the telephone messages. And no, no, no. It was, like, actual recorders in, uh, like, you picked up pieces. Anyway, it's arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, so, in Bioshock, you would pick these things up, but then you go like start listening to them and the next thing you know you'd be in a battle or something or somebody would be talking to yeah. you and, then and it would go the, away the two audios would like streams would be playing at the same time they didn't fix that issue even though seven no. years have passed i'd yeah. be i'd be like get one of those like oh this is fascinating it's so cool to okay oh what okay yeah. and then elizabeth the character your psychic is talking to you mm -hmm. and she's like telling you something over interesting. here fuck her over here yeah. no but it, beyond that like <laughs> she would actually say some really interesting yeah. things and like, like back when i was little and i was kept in the tower hey you over there <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, geez. yeah stop it's and like, then you should never tell you again <laughs> well so playing through it twice i stopped the minute right. the minute, I was just the minute I started started playing an audio file or i started doing anything i just stopped I just let go of the controls. I'm like, I'm going to listen to this. Right. Which, and it was worth which it. points to a really stupid mechanic because they, they purposely put the, the little voxophone overlay on top of the UI so that it's passive. Like it's, it doesn't take over the screen. You can still do anything you want. Right. But there's no benefit to it because every time, if you really want to experience that part of the story, yeah. every time you hit play, you better just stand fucking still. Right. Because otherwise you won't, you won't digest it. Yeah. Did you care about Elizabeth? Not particularly. Hmm. I didn't really care about a lot of the people, though. Well, I mean, most of them were villains. But, I mean, the most interesting were the two, the brother and the sister, the, t the time they travelers. They were, right. Well, they they're were not, the best. They're not time travelers. You know what I mean? They're the time world splitters. Travelers. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, um, I guess they are time travelers, but time doesn't exist in their world. Yeah, that's true. So, they're just kind of in constant existence? I don't know. I don't I mean... The Lutesses. Lutessus. Yeah, I felt like from the from the the main premise of the game, story aside, being that it's a first person shooter and it's very long, it's super grindy, it's not really that fun. Um and the thing that I felt was really missing was that even though the initial reaction that I had to the world in Bioshock Infinite was really wonderful and I was like, Wow, this is this is great. Yeah. After a while, it gets really drab. And part of the reason why I felt it got drab was because of the lack of, of, of characters then in the world. They were, they were all the same. In the original Bioshock, the world kind of gave you this surprise. And then as you progressed, there were interesting new areas and different types of people in uh, the areas. You know, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I think Bioshock had the same kind of middle lull that, uh, uh, well, Bioshock... No, Bioshock 2 had... Uh, no, no, Bioshock, well, that's a different game creator uh mm. bioshock except for one component of bioshock which was andrew ryan it really i mean it kind of slowed down no who was the guy that you fought 
There was like, the guy. The, there was the one guy who was the entertainer. Yeah, he was amazing. It was so good, and you could let him live or not uh-huh. let him live, and it was excellent. But there oh, was gosh. the military guy, and he we was should, pretty interesting. We should talk about the the choices in Bioshock Infinite. There's, there's another, not supposed to be choices. There's another though. piece of shit thing that they put into the game that just didn't. But need there's to be not. There. There's not supposed to be choices. It's not like to save the girls. Save them. I mean, they're just they're the the. The joke. Would you like and the, the bird crux, or the cage? Kenny? Right. The crux of the story is that those aren't actual. Like you're, you're. Right, but you only find that out after playing twelve hours of a game, which makes well, it really feel shitty. Well, that's why you play shitty. games in the first place. No, it's not. You well, yeah. I that want is. to feel invested, like I'm moving towards something, like I have a goal. I start in the beginning. I have a goal that I need you to don't achieve, think and that, I achieve it. You don't think that investment? There's an investment in uh, moving towards figuring out what the fuck's going on. No, not really. Do you not like murder mysteries or anything? That wasn't even remotely close to that good. Well, it's kind of like the same premise, though. It's like, figure out what's going on. Yeah, but they don't give you enough to even start figuring anything out. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, I played through it twice. They do. Okay, well, I don't think that they do. I well, specific- it's funny then you that, weren't paying attention. It's funny attention. that you bring that up, because I specifically feel that if this game had been written as a book and sold as a book instead of a game, it'd be great. Huh. Instead, it's a game that you have to go through and play and experience, and the act of experiencing is, it is not very fun. Oh, man, I completely disagree. Yeah, well, There's I knew so we would There's so many disagree. amazing moments. Like, like what? Like when you're in the tower, and you're seeing the girl, and you're observing her, and then you free her, and then fucking Songbird attacks. Songbird is an exception to the rule. He's just the greatest part of the game. Songbird is amazing. And he's in it for like... 20 minutes yeah they really advertised him as more of an adversary i was really disappointed yeah. he's literally the best part of the game uh i don't know if he was the best part of the Sorry. game the ending is the best part of the game the he's ending the was second pretty magical but that's i mean it's just like i like i always want there to be a good ending and i want the ending to be com- you know compelling and yeah. to your point yeah it should be a little bit better than you know any other part of the game to a certain extent because you want to end on a positive note right but i really do feel like you could cut out almost everything in the first many hours of the game and just play the last no because it hour sets of the up game the world it totally sets up the world no the best part was going to rapture and then the lighthouse level wait going to rapture that's bioshock right you go there at the end you walk through there oh that was that was no that that wasn't that was that was just a nice subtle like little it was important. Thing. If they hadn't put that in the game, I, I wouldn't have had as visceral a response to the actual game environment. It completely wore off by the by the end of the game. I could give a shit where I was walking around and who I was talking oh, to. Oh, it's so beautiful. There it was is so beautiful, the big deal. Yeah, but there were so many things like that you just walk around and explore. And I think that over having played it twice, um, it just like actually being able to explore that was really fascinating. Yeah, I don't know. It's it funny, wasn't... all this new equipment, and I still don't have the fucking... I guess we should have closed the windows. What? The sirens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, maybe we wouldn't have even heard it. Now we'll play it back, and everyone will be like, why did they pause and listen for sirens? Oh, well, there weren't sirens, so right. let's move on. Kenny just had a, a brief lapse there. So did you like this game or not? I liked pieces of it. I liked the world. Um, did I, thought... you, I mean, you played it all the way through. Were I you did. ever bored? I was, and... for almost the entire middle of the game. What was the most boring part? Walking around. Well, name the specific place. Well, they're almost all the same. That's not true. It is. No, it's not. It, yes, it is. So, you take one elevator to another elevator of a place that's floating in the sky. Right. But there's like the Hall of Heroes. There's the Raven place. Yeah. And there's... everything inside the Hall of Heroes looks the same. And there's always a little mechanical machine vendor around every corner. And but they that's all look in the Bioshock. Same. I'm just... I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing 
from Bioshock that you're like, oh yeah, and they're all annoying voiced. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just the same. It was like walk to this room, lots of guys come get you. Walk to that room, so lots what, of guys come get you. So what, in your opinion, would would like? I mean, most games are pretty much the same. There no. are a few exceptions. No, like what what, what didn't annoy me? I'm I, to your point, right? A lot of the things in the original Bioshock that worked in its favor is that you'd never used vigors before right and you'd never really experienced a world of that caliber of you know creative genius right. um and so just experiencing that for the first time they got away with a lot of things right um but yeah i mean i was just now doing... you're like oh this is another beautifully realized world but i've seen i've been down this road before i totally and uh, it seems a little bit yeah that, that sounds like you're disenfranchised i am a little bit which is weird because usually that's my role I, I know, and I like, and I appreciate what they were trying to do with the world. And yeah. like when I first started walking around, it, it was great. But like then they threw this kind of long drawn out story, and particularly my problem is with like all the characters. I mean, like part of like the, the first thing that you start experiencing is there's this war guy that you fought with, and may, he's against Comstock, and he plays some sort of role, right. and he's supposed to be important, but you don't know why, and you never really fully understand why that guy is important or not important to you. Yeah, you do. And then you have to decide whether you want to kill him or not, but it doesn't matter. You'll find that out at the end. And it's like, just a bunch of, I just, I couldn't grab a hold of it. It was just like. Well, a lot of great things are revealed at the end of the movie. Like, would Sixth Sense really work as a movie if it didn't have that reveal? But that's the, that's where I think the problem is. Like I said, if this was written as a book and the mm -hmm. reveal came as a book and you yeah. were just digesting the story, it so would have been different. Well, I went, again, I think going through it again, I have a different opinion about that. Probably. I just found that you like. All the clues are there. They're 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 laid out, and you can figure it out. The reason you go meet up with that military guy is you find out that you fought in those wars, uh, and that the weird confusion that Comstock thinks he fought in those wars, and then the tapes kind of reveal a little bit more information about that. Right, because you were actually him. You guys fought, and yeah, I right. get it. Right. I'm just saying that that's a good example of why I think that this game doesn't work, at least for me. Mm -hmm. anymore at this phase of my life because i feel like at this phase of yeah, your life at, at my current age oh, okay. and responsibility level which um, is minimal I, compared to other I, people your age i feel like <laughs> i have to I, I have to play this game more than once in order for it to be valuable to me interesting um and i'm not going to do that because it was so boring the first time i would never play it again man i just wasn't bored i thought it was awesome yeah no i, I mean you get a lot of the vigors up front you figure out the gameplay mechanics right up front. The first person, sh it's not particularly a good first person shooter, in my opinion. But I just love being able to just walk through these places. And I, I don't think it's a bad first person shooter. It I, is. I, well, it's a great first person shooter. Call of Duty. That's, I don't think, <laughs> you're on record as not thinking that. Uh, well, I'm not, you know, to, I, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of first person shooters to begin with. Okay. Um, let's see. What would I say is a good first-person shooter? Hmm. I don't know. You don't know? Oh, I love that one. Do you think it that was? That was on Super Nintendo. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, yeah, you I can go know. Halo 4. Yeah, that's good. You like that one? Mm-hmm. I liked Halo Reach. Yeah. What was the difference? What was the difference? It was fun. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite was fun. It's not. You didn't like getting on the rails and going around shooting I people? I love that part. Okay. It happens quite a lot. It doesn't. It doesn't happen enough. It happens most of the time. It doesn't. You just didn't find the rails. No. You're mm. not forced to use the rails in That's more true. than two situations. 
That's true. Uh, you know, I do think sometimes, though, about the video that we saw of Bioshock Infinite versus what was released. Which, which what do you mean? It, the video that came out two years ago. Do you remember it? Oh, it that had, like, showed Songbird the Songbird on battle? the bridge. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. awesome. And then it had her bringing in stuff from mm-hmm. other dimensions. Yep. And um, you got the bottle of crows from the old man who yep. you're then fighting mm-hmm. on the rails. Yep. What happened to that game? I don't know. It, it looks a lot more fun than what I played, though. Yeah, it does. Which is kind of the, I mean... I love this game, and I just I think that's because I'm biased towards worlds like this. And clearly, I play games like Final Fantasy, which is just like, for gameplay wise, it's kind of. It has a lot of volume, but it's a lot of um, pretty much I just like exploring worlds like this. I think it's fascinating. I think I get you, and I and I do think there's value in certain games when you're just in there for the experience. Like you're just there to kind of experience someone's creative vision, and it's really good. And it moves you forward, and you're like, wow, that was great. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like think of Journey, for example. It's like there's not a whole lot of story and a whole lot of gameplay mechanic in there. Right. Um, But I would walk through that world all day long and, and, you know, continue to come back whenever. You'd probably be bored of it. I wouldn't. I think you would. So... You don't think you would? No. Over time? I I don't. think you'd get bored of it? I think it would get less genuine and less interesting. There's a lot less detail in that world than there is in bioshock infinite well that depends on how you look at it actually fair okay go jeez. whoa Um, whoa sorry buddy so i think there's value in that but again i think that like bringing up the jrpg example it's like i think the thing that was missing for me and in infinite that didn't didn't answer the promise of what the world could have given to me was that the goal isn't clearly defined in the beginning. Um, and the typically, goal is bring back the girl and wipe away the debt. I know. But I'm saying <laughs> when they get to the point where most games do, where they're like, ha-ha, here's the goal. Yeah. You mean in the middle? Like Bioshock? Yeah. yeah. Sure. No. How did that end? Pretty terribly. <laughs> it ended pretty terribly, didn't it? I liked Bioshock. And no, it was great, but that ending. I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty awful. It was fine. The last boss? Not very good. Well, if we want to talk about like bosses, let's talk about let's talk about one of the ending things in Infinite. So at Comstock, you've been spending this entire game trying to find out who he is and what you're gonna do with him and how that's gonna happen. You finally meet this guy. It's the culmination. It's one of the culminations of the entire game. You walk into a room, there's a cutscene mm-hmm. where you have no control over what's going to happen, and you smash the dude's head into a bird feeder until he dies. Right over well i mean that's what happened with the andrew ryan scene yes i know but the problem is that i was invested in the andrew ryan character. what did you think was going to happen you were going to have a gun battle with a cancer victim no well because it was exactly the same game as bioshock i knew what was going to happen because it was exactly the same game right but well i was hoping that it didn't i was hoping that something else happened like elizabeth maybe did i was like oh maybe they're gonna throw me a bone here nope it's exactly the same i did actually like what they did with elizabeth's character yeah what what, like when she got old or with the whole mom thing or what well that was cool um because you do go into the future but the biggest thing i liked was that the reason that she ends up killing you in the end is because of all the murdering she did like she just started to feel the transgression it's a very mature uh way to handle that kind of stuff for games like Mm -hmm. the reason everyone pretty much dies at the end is 
because Elizabeth feels guilty. And there's not usually a lot of guilt in any games. True. Which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if we wanted to have a podcast about the end of the game only, I could have lots of great things to say about the end. I just find it very uh, insulting to a certain extent that I'm, I almost did, if I didn't have a podcast about video games, I may have stopped playing this game. Interesting. That's how boring it got for me. Wow. It's not quite heavy rain. Don't, don't, don't get me started, you know? But like, it was so... So what you're saying is it's not quite a work of art. Yeah, I'm saying like it was... Like it didn't, heavy rain. It didn't, <laughs> I'm saying it didn't compel me. Right. Um, and in the same reason why I don't like it, when I start watching a TV show and the first three episodes are shit, and then yep. I talk with someone, they're like, oh, you really got to give it the first... Five. Why? Because why pilots do I, are oh, hard. Why? No, need to I'm not talking pilots. Out. I'm talking the first well, five the first episodes, episodes to the, the first pilot. season of a show. Because sometimes writers need time to figure things out. That's not my problem. Well, I mean, you're a designer. You iterate, don't you? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and you need design iterations to figure things out. You do, so but the, the very first one, the very work. first iteration the that you put out, the very first iteration that you put out, yeah. should be good. It should be good. It's not going to be a work of art, great, whatever, but it should be. It should have merit. Like it should have incredible value, just not exactly the way you want it to look and feel and be perfect. I don't know if that's true. Well, it is true. I Otherwise, why like, are you doing it? Well, because you're you need a starting point. Well. In this case, Kenny, the starting point was Bioshock, which was exactly the same fucking game. And they had many years. They had many years to perfect some of the things that were broken in Bioshock. And instead, they not only didn't fix those things, they made some things worse. And then they tried to make me feel better about playing the game at the end by actually making something good in the end and being like, aha, see, it wasn't a waste of your time. And I'm like, yeah, but I spent 10 hours, so it actually was a waste of my time. And the last hour of the game doesn't save you from that, unfortunately. I thought it was excellent. (laughs) I think you're wrong. Well, how long have we been talking about how I'm wrong and you're right? Wow. You're ready for this podcast to be over already? No, I just want to make sure we're not... I'm not... We're pretty much done. We are? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought Songbird was great. <laughs> One of I really hated the, the looting. I think that, this that might go got... down as our most spite-filled podcast. Here, here. Let me give you a couple examples of uh, here we go. that I can remember. Here, here's one of my here, favorite things. Here it is. Here's how disconnected Ugh. the game mechanic of trying to find ammo is from the wonderful world that they spent lots of time creating. Yeah. There's a can of beans. Right. You're going to eat it because you eat everything. Right. right. But you have to open it. So you open the can of beans. There's bananas inside. There were bananas inside? Yes. This Are you happened sure it's plen- a can of beans? It was something that it shouldn't have been. It was basically You're a sure food it was item. Canned bananas? It was a food item, and I opened it, and like money or ammo was inside. Well, they meticulously researched some of these things. I'm saying. Are you talking about the trash cans? I'm No, I'm saying there was a specific instance. This happened several times where I would open something where what was inside of it could have never possibly been inside of it. Yeah. It was a coin, you know, inside something that shouldn't have been inside or machine gun ammo inside a fruit basket. <laughs> there is there is something to be said about how much you consume in this it's game. It's retarded. It doesn't make any sense. Another one of my favorites was you walk in through the city and you, you've gone down to the depths of the Fink industry where all the like rejected, you know, uh, poor people have been thrown down and like, like they live down there and they're all homeless. And you come to this part where there's a, it was a, one of the, not the slot machines, what are those fucking things with the guys, like a machine, vending machine. a vending machine. Yeah, yeah, it's tipped over on the ground, yeah. and all the people are trying to get it open to, like, get some stuff out of it, right? Yeah. 
So I walk in there and I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, I'm probably supposed to help these people. So I walk up close to it. No, they start attacking me. And I was like, what the fuck? Why are they attacking? So first of all, I have to murder all of them, which is like, I didn't even have the I choice. I remember that sequence. They started coming it at me. It happened to me twice. Yeah. And so I have to murder like six innocent, homeless, poor people, right? <laughs> then the worst part, they're literally wearing diapers. They have no clothes. They like had jeans and like no shirts on. They're, they're right. all, you know, and then you loot their bodies. They're littered with money and ammo. And I'm like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> so that, that's part of like, they put so much effort into like crafting this world. And then they filled it with a bunch of nonsense. Right. I just hated that part. It was so poorly executed. I just couldn't believe it. Every time I was like, I'm going to loot this body, you know, of this like little kid, this little newspaper boy that I accidentally killed because he was sitting on a bench while I was firing <laughs> at some guy that was coming at me. And he's going to have, you know, thousands of dollars in machine gun ammo in his pocket. And it's like, Fuck God, so stupid. So uh, I think this is our second game ever that we've been split on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, this is the end of this is the end of the show, and I recommend Bioshock Infinite. I think it's a great game, and Matt does not think it's a great game. Well, I like to have caveat recommendations. I I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's not a game that someone would like. Obviously, I'm sitting across from someone who really liked it. Yeah. Here's how I think I would recommend it. I would say if you thought the original Bioshock. Uh, was a 8 out of 10 or higher. Um, and the reason why it was so great was because of the world. Then you uh, probably won't like this game as much and shouldn't get it. If you thought the original Bioshock was an 8 Your to recommendations 10, are as good as your introductions. An 8 to 10 or above. <laughs> and the reason you liked it was because it was a, this a great first-person shooter. You'll probably love Bioshock Infinite. And if you thought the original Bioshock was 7 or less, don't bother with Infinite. That's my recommendation. And with that, uh, I'm Kenny Myers. And again, this is the Matthew Anderson's Angry Podcast. <laughs> Featuring, of course... I'm sorry. Angry Matt. Please forgive me. <laughs> just, if only there was a way I, I could think, wipe away my sins. I think this is the first... Uh, maybe one of the Assassin's Creed podcasts, but I think this is also one of the first podcasts you've actually swear, swore, used a swear word so aggressively on. Which one? You dropped the F-bomb, man. Did I really? Yeah. I'm sorry. It, no, it's okay. I mean, I'm a big fan. I dropped them all the time. Okay. Like, it's Christmas and F-bomb. I know, land. but I'm supposed to be, you know, the kind of classic. The wholesome. I'm the one that be people the, like. It's supposed to be it's the classic. It's a likable bra, yeah. one. Then people are going to listen to this podcast and think, oh, wait, they're both assholes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a first-time listener... It's not you're like not. this. You're it's not, not like a first-time <laughs> listener, let's be honest. <laughs> if you're still with us, uh, uh, and to this point in the podcast, too, then thank you. Yes, thank you. Also, we should remind you that you should review the podcast. On iTunes. Five on stars. iTunes. Five stars. Yes. So go review us on iTunes, and thank you so much for listening. Again, uh, Bioshock Infinite, Infinite Matt's Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and this is Chips and Bits. Good day. We love you.